Hello, and welcome to Getting Raw with Denise. This is not your typical self-help or empowerment podcast. It does have that and so much more. This podcast is about creating and choosing to live the life you know you deserve. You'll also learn how to make yourself a priority without the guilt. And most importantly, getting down to the real raw you. I'm your hostess, Denise Marsh, founder and CEO of Raw. I'm married to the most supportive man on earth, have a gorgeous daughter, and three little fur babies. Many years ago, I knew it was my life's mission to help women break through barriers, show them how to live their life unapologetically, and most importantly, getting redesigned and aligned from within. Join me as we take this journey together. Welcome! It's another episode on the Getting Raw with Denise podcast, and this month I've talked about it and I'm talking about it again. I am having the privilege of talking with so many beautiful, incredible Black women, and this is honoring Black History Month and just Black history in general, and this month wanted to speak with women um, who want to share a story, you know, whatever that story is, that if they were to share this story with their ancestors, their ancestors would be so proud. And it's it's more to it than, you know, women who are thinking about, oh, well, you know, do I need to have some, so many degrees to make my ancestor proud? Do I need to live in a big old fancy house to make my ancestors proud? Do I need to have some big high profile career? No. Our ancestors worked hard for us to get to this point. And so, so many things that we are able to do is because of them. And so I'm so thankful that I'm able to have this platform to share with other women who want to just to share their story, share their message, share to share. So um, I have Adrian Edge on here. And she's going to be chatting it up with me today. So, Adrian, take it away. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Denise, for this opportunity. I love this theme of just what have you done to make your ancestors proud? And I have to share, um, when I got the invitation to do this and I accepted it, it was kind of like, sure, I'll do that. And then I'm like, wait, what am I going to say? Because it's so hard (laughs) to think about, you know, what have I done? And I know there's so many women out there who are the same way that they're like, I haven't done, I haven't gotten my doctorate degree. I haven't, you know, met half of the goals that I set out for myself. I haven't done this, this and that. And they fought for the right for me to do that. But at the end of the day, and we were talking about this before we started, just the fact that I am who I am, that I can do the things that I do on a daily basis mm-hmm. in freedom without, yes. you know, fear of, you know, me looking someone in the eye and getting arrested, you know, just little things like that, you know, that's what they fought for, for me to be able to have options in my life, options of what I want to do with my life, options of, of how I want to live. Because back then, their options were slim, and they had to fight for those. Yes. And of course, you know, we still have to fight in a lot of in a lot of different ways as well as women of color, but not to the same degree that right. they did. So, mm-hmm. um, so just a little bit about me. Um, my name is Adrienne Edge. I am married. My husband, Lenolan, um, and my two kids. We call them the Edgelets: LJ, <laughs> Lenolan Jr., and Layla. <laughs> My son is 11. My daughter will be seven next week. So we're handling that now because she's listing everything that she wants. And um, 
Of course. And uh, I am a, uh, oh gosh. I, <laughs> so technically I'm a fitness teacher, gospel preacher. And what that means is I teach people how to approach wellness, how to approach fitness from a biblical faith-based perspective. Ooh. And I'm the founder of ProFit Family Wellness, where I help teach families how to eat well, move more, and be fit for life. And fit stands for faith-filled, intentional transformation. Because it's not just about losing weight. It's not just about getting your blood sugar down, getting a good blood. It's not about all those things. It's about mm-hmm. how do we honor God with our temple, with our bodies? How do we get our families on board with that? So I didn't always do that. That's that's my call. That's my passion. Um, that's where God has led me to today. Um, but my background is in education. I worked in higher education for about 12 years. I had um, a, lot, a lot of experience working in ministry with the churches that my family was a part of. Um, just a lot of different avenues. And I guess it'll come out as we, you know, kind of continue to, to chat it up. But, um, but just, you know, encouraging people out there that um, one of the things that I've learned from my family is if it's not already there, create it. Like Ooh, if, what yeah. you, if you, what you want to do doesn't exist, or if the way that you want to go about it, if they're not letting you, then you chart your own path. And mm-hmm. you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I. So it, just to let, just to let every the listeners know, I have no, I did not know what Adrian was going to talk about. So, <laughs> so I'm over here like, oh, oh my god, that's so great. <laughs> that is I love the concept of your business. I love that so very much. It's very different and unique and amazing like that is a beautiful <laughs> to think of fitness and health in a different way in a very powerful way and like you said it's not just about losing weight and it's right. about moving your body honoring your body and so I yes. love all of that and again the fact that you can even have your own business like listen this is incredible thanks great grandma thanks great grandpa like that's what they possibility yes yes wow yes wow okay so tell so tell us how did how did that vision come to come to life with your business yes so okay so I worked in higher education and student affairs for at the time it had been a maybe 10 years or so um more probably more like seven or eight years and I had my first son my husband and I we had our first child and so when he was born I started to make his baby food and I would go we would go places in public and and I'd pull out my baby food and they're like what is that like everybody had their little jars or you know whatever they were they were eating and I would pull out my like mini Tupperware dish you know of, of baby food that I made in my kitchen and they're like what is that so I explained to them why I make his food. And so a couple of people started saying, well, would you make food for my baby? And I'm like, this could be a thing. So I started back in maybe 2012, um, a company called Tummy Time Foods, and I produced baby food. And it oh, was locally God. sourced. Yeah, I lived in Savannah, Georgia, um, well, Pooler, Georgia at this time. 
but um, there's a health food store in Savannah. There's a food co-op in Savannah and my website. I sold food. I packaged it, marketed it, sent it to people. And it was awesome. A lot of hard work. But eventually the licensed kitchen that I was using, they sold the building and they didn't renew the license on the space, the production license. So then I had to kind of go back to the drawing board and say, okay, Lord, you didn't bring me down this rabbit hole. You didn't have me invest, you know, money in this, in this, you know, certifications and trainings and licenses and all these things to just say, that was fun. You know, what does it look like now? So I then redeveloped and um, started actually doing kids cooking parties and nutrition workshops. Yes. (laughs) And the goal there was to teach kids because again, it was all about the children for some reason, like families. Yes, but start with the children and to teach them how to select, prepare and enjoy healthy foods at an early age so that it would then influence their families to do the same. Because I don't know, you know, how many of your listeners have young children, but when you're at the store and they're like, I want this, I want this, or you try to cook a meal and they don't eat it, you're more inclined to get things that they will eat. So if you mm-hmm. start them on the healthier things, then that means that they're going to want the healthier things, And then you're going to feed the, to the rest of your family. So that was kind of my thought process with that. And I mean, I was doing birthday parties, like instead of, you know, you having a clown come to your party, I showed up and I helped you make the food for your party with all of your party guests. Um, and, and I went into schools, I did PTA incentive parties and all these different things, just making food and, and nutrition fun for kids. Yes. So my husband, who had worked in uh, city and regional planning and economic development for 10 years said to me, we're moving to North Charleston (laughs) uh, so I can start my own business. And I'm like, but I just quit my job so I could start my own business. Like, how is, how's that going to work? Plus this is starting to take off. What do you mean? So I had to be a good wife. I had to be obedient. I had to be very prayerful. And we moved to the Charleston area. So we live in Somerville, South Carolina. And I went back to work in higher education while he got his business off the ground. Mm -hmm. So after a couple of years, I was doing great work. I was having a good time, but it was not the right place for me. That's not where God wanted me to settle. So he started prompting me and he said, okay, the work that you're doing is good, but it's not what I called you to do. So I then took the bold move again back in 2019 before COVID. <laughs> I said, all right, I'm leaving my job. I have to figure this out. And my husband gave me space to say, awesome, figure it out. Like, I'm here to support you. Like, we're in this together. We're used to taking risks. I mean, I guess, you know, in the Bible, they used to name people based on, you know, the meaning. So I guess the last name edge means you're going to be living on the edge, like for your whole life. <laughs> we literally do. And, uh, and he allowed me that grace and the space to figure it out. And so that's where kind of all of those things, my, my work in higher education, teaching, you know, youth how to develop their own personal and professional identities and helping them through the difficult plate, the difficult points in their life. And then this passion for nutrition and wellness and families and all of these seemingly unrelated experiences. It just reminded me that God wastes nothing. You know, none of our experiences are wasted. They all are for a purpose and reason. And now here I am with Profit Family Wellness and it's still evolving. It's still developing, but just that mission of 
eating well. I'm very passionate about cooking and food and I love that. And my friends, anyone who knows me, even if you're not friends, if we're just acquaintances on Facebook, you know, I'm about good, good, healthy foods. Moving more, you know, that's something that I personally like to do, but I didn't think it was going to be a part of what I did for other people. I was quick to refer you to somebody like, oh, I have this friend that's a personal trainer. They can help you out. I can help you get, you know, but God was like, no, you're going to help people there too. And then being fit for life, kind of the spiritual component of it. That's how we live out our daily lives. Not perfectly, but that's the goal. And so that's how God was able to just kind of piece it all together. And I even pulled a scripture (laughs) that I used to like describe kind of how all of this really comes together. And it's first Peter four and 10. It says each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Mm. And to me, that just goes to show God has given us each individual gifts and talents and experiences, jobs. We've come in contact with different people, different connections. And then we get to a point in our lives some of us where we're like, God, what was all that for? And then Mm -hmm. he called us back to his word. And he says, all of that was so that I could bring you to a place that now you're ready to chart this new path that Mm -hmm. no one else has done before. And maybe somebody's done it before, but they haven't done it like you. So I'm living in this space where there are people who are doing what I'm doing, but they're doing it in a different way. And they can't do it the way that I do it. And they can't, reach the person that I'm able to reach. And I, I have to accept that and I have to be confident in that and, um, and just walk forward in that purpose. So I think that answered. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. And, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to speak with someone who knows that they have a gift and they actually utilize it, you know, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't the uh, a super easy road getting to where you are you said you had you had to get the certifications you had to do like learn all the things all the logistics behind it you know there was so much you had to know and learn in order to fuel that passion you know and so that's right that's a beautiful thing that not only are you sharing that with the world but then the example you're setting for your family the example you're setting for your yes. children that hey guess what yes. if you feel passionate about something you feel strongly about something you have the power to make it happen you can't allow other people to talk you in or out of it you have to be the the main driving force of your yes. own passion and so that is absolutely loving. And I'm, oh, I love that. And I'm always, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. This is so good. Can you cook for me? Cause I don't cook. Oh my. Okay. So, oh, wow. All right. So where do you see the rest of your life going? Like, it, and I mean, with your business, with your family, with even your own personal journey, where do you see it going? Hmm. Oh my gosh. It's like in a job interview and they're like, where do you see yourself in five <laughs> to 10 years? I'm like, I just want the job right now. I don't you know. No, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know because we don't know what the world is going to look like, you know? Mm-hmm. And so 
it's one of those things where I could say, this is what I want to do. And this is where I would love. And this is my 10 year plan, you know, from where I am right now. But I am, I worked in an industry that thrived on that, like, colleges and universities, you have to do your vision, you have to do your plan, you know, here's where you're headed strategically, budget wise. And it's very restrictive. You know, it's very mm -hmm. restrictive when you do that. I will answer that to say, 10 years from now, I want to look back. And I want to say that I fully trusted where God was leading me. Like I didn't look at the bills that were coming in that needed to be paid and stressed out and said, Oh, let me go use my skills and my degree. I'm going back to, you know, mm -hmm. because I, I did that and I needed to do that for a season while I supported like my husband's goals and dreams and his efforts. But God has been in very um, intentional about putting me in a place where I can't, I'm not comfortable in that space anymore. Like I'm not comfortable in that nine to five, eight thirty, whatever it is, I'm not comfortable in that space anymore because mm -hmm. I feel like I need to be doing more, you know, reaching more. So, um, you know, I really wish I could have a very eloquent answer to say, well, no. I, you know, whatever, but it, it, it is that space. You answered it. You answered it. It's the ex if I were to say the yeah. perfect answer, you answered in the way because when I asked the question. Um, I was, and even when I asked, it was not a trick question. However, it was, like, it wasn't a trick question. However, when I ask that question to people, it's never about their actual goals. Like yeah. you answered it in the way that I actually approached it, which was, yeah. how do you want to feel? You said, I want, I want God to lead me. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. When I ask people about where do they see themselves? I'm asking about, you know, do you see yourself want to be happy every day do you want to see yourself yeah. trusting your trusting your intuition trusting your exactly. faith every day so you answered it the right way because Good. I so agree I also agree I used yeah. to live in that mind space um I used to live in that mind space where I had like okay within one year I gotta do this and five years I gotta do this and, and it was so um yes it was suffocating for me, you know, it was very suffocating for yes. me. So yes. when I think of what I want for myself, uh, for my family yeah. or for my business or for just, I always think, how do I want to feel like, you know, yeah. over the next yeah. you know, years, five years, where do, what do I want to feel? I want to wake up feeling purposeful. I want to wake up trusting in myself. I want to wake up yes. feeling believing because for so yes. long I was waking up like, okay, what do I need to do for work? How do I need to do yeah. it? And it was exactly. just like, that was stressful. That was stressful. So you answered it the perfect way because that's what I want Good. to know is not the goal board stuff but what is right. what is it that you're hoping to have and one and that right. is for God to lead you for God for you yeah. to trust in God's way and his will yeah. for you that yeah. was that was and you know perfect. and 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 you know and I and I want and I do want to say you know I'm not saying I don't make goals. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. saying, you know, this isn't what I'd like to see happen for the rest of the year or, you know, where ultimately I might want to venture into these things. Like, I'm not saying don't do that. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want the listeners to really kind of say, oh, well, let's just go willingly. That's not it. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not it. But that, but there has to be a component of the faith in the works, you know? So, and, and writing the vision, making it plain, you know, so that whoever sees it can run with it. Well, 
yes, I write the vision, I write it down. But at the end of the day, I release that plan to God. And I say, whatever it is that you want to do with this, like, here's kind of my contribution to it, not that you Mm -hmm. need it, but here's my contribution to the ideas. But at the end of the day, do with it what you want. And if, you know, if it's something completely different, because what I found is when I release myself to do that, he will provide for us. He will provide, you know, for the bills to be paid. He will provide for somebody to bring us food when we don't know when the next meal, you know, like whatever those instances are, he will provide for those spaces. But then at the same time, he will also give you more exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever put down on that paper. So I dare not restrict yes. his hand by saying, this is what I want to see in five, 10 years or whatnot. I ultimately just want to say when somebody's like, how did you get to where you are? My answer is going to be by the grace of God, because all I was was just a passenger <laughs> on this train. Like I mm-hmm. just told him, do what you want, you know, use me how you want. Like, I want to make sure that my kids, no, no lack, you know, I want to make sure that they're taken care of, that our family is taken care of, but how I get there, that's your, that's your deal. You created me. So I'm your problem. You need to figure out what you want to do with all, with all of this. Right. And you know, I'm so glad you're saying all of this, like truly. And honestly, I'm so glad you're saying all of this because I know that a lot of the women who are listening to this and men, if there are men who are listening, um, but if I know the people who are listening to this, so many people are goal oriented, which again, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like you said, yeah. there's nothing with having goals and, yeah. you know, ambition and timelines and all those things. Uh, what I have found, because I used to live by goals, like I lived by them. And over the past year, I, I, I've become, I've looked at, looked at, the word goals in a completely different way. I don't even think I use yeah. the word goals anymore because I look at it different. But what I say, so when people ask me like, you know, well, what's, what's coming next for your business? What is this? And I say, you know, I have no idea. You know, I just feel something big is coming. I feel something powerful and I'm just ready for it. Yes. And I, I'm telling yes. you, I promise you, when I started having that type of mentality, more things happen. More things happen like yes. that I couldn't have even dreamed of. Like, oh my goodness, like, where did that come from? How did that happen? Whereas when I was setting very restrictive goals and that was my only focus, yeah. I was limited and I was frustrated and it was just, yeah. so it's, it's finding that harmony of, yes. okay, this is yes. what I want to go after, but also yes. being open that there may okay. be more for you too. So don't limit yes. who I exactly. only want to be open to knowing that there's yes. more, you know, and yes. Even thinking about the the theme of, of this month's podcast, you know, our ancestors who could only dream so far or only think so much or, you know, yeah. and could only have so much. And yeah. so now just knowing that you can have, and, and I love what you said, when you tell your children, if there's something you want, you don't, you don't find it, you create it. Yeah. It's powerful. And that right there. Our ancestors are listening to us right now and they are just, they're, yes. they're crying tears of joy and, and gratitude. And they're so happy with this conversation because they know that their work was not in vain. Yes. You know, they yes. know that their work was not in vain. And I'm like getting goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is just such a beautiful, 
Yeah. I know I keep saying the word beautiful because that's what it feels. It feels beautiful, the things that you say, and even the way yeah. that you think about your life and the way that you are yeah. approaching your yeah. life. It's, 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 you can tell, I don't even need to ask you. I can already tell that you are one who practices gratitude daily. You know, I yeah. can already yeah. tell that yeah. you are someone <laughs> who's like, I don't want to waste anything, you know, yeah. and and yeah. yeah, we're gonna have days where they're not so great. We're gonna have challenges. Heck yeah, of course yes. we are. We're gonna yes. have challenges and hurdles and those things. It's the way we approach those challenges and hurdles yeah. and bad moments or not so great days. That's that's the that's where we become proud. Those are the moments yeah. we can become proud of and say, you know what, this may not have been the best day, but you know what? I was able to do X, Y, and Z, and I was able to pull myself out of it. I was able to whatever. So yeah. tell us when you do like, cause I know you are a woman of faith. Yeah. So when you are in those moments of uncertainty or not feeling very clear, what is your process of bringing yourself back to, Hey, I am okay. And I am blessed. Yeah. Hmm. So I think it's just, like when I do have those days where I feel like, man, I bombed it or it's, it's a, it's just everything, nothing went the way that I hoped it would. Um, you know, I just, I, I have to just stop and pray. Sometimes I have to sit in that, you know, and I just have to acknowledge it. Okay. That sucked. You know, I, like I, I want to be a human. I want to feel, I want to sulk, you know, like I have to sit in that space sometimes for a moment, but then you have to get out of that because I have two kids who are counting on me, you know, yes, if I'm sick, you know, or I'm not well, yes, they can understand that. Mm -hmm. But if I had a bad day, like, they're going to be like, well, it wasn't our fault. You need to, <laughs> we're still hungry, you know, <laughs> we're, we're still hungry. Like, I understand that you didn't have a good day, but you're still on duty. Like, it's not bedtime yet, so you still have stuff to do. You know, my husband is like, well, I didn't do it, so don't direct that negative energy to me. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. life still goes on. And so you have to have something in your life or someone in your life who you can go to and say, okay, here's what happened. How do I get the energy? How do I get the strength? How do I get the positivity to do this again tomorrow? And for me, that's God, you know, yeah. like sometimes I can talk to my husband about things, but then there's some things that happen that really I don't want to talk to him about because yeah. he's mm -hmm. so matter of fact about things. He'll just lay it out. And I'm like, no, you don't understand how terrible <laughs> woe is me. I need you to relate to me first before you like shift my, you know, you know, right. we want, we want that, like, okay, yes, that was terrible. How horrible. And then you can go, no, he's like, no, we're not even entertaining that. Let's just go. No, I need. So I feel like the Lord allows me that room to just be like, oh my gosh, this is what happened. I feel terrible. I just, and then he's like, are you done? Okay. Because we, my mercies are new every day. So when you wake up in the morning, guess what? You get a whole new batch of it. Yes. You yes. have extended your, mer you have exhausted your mercies for today, Adrian. go to bed. <laughs> we're going to do this tomorrow. Like sometimes, I mean, that, that's it, you know, and I, I wish I could say, you know, there's some like magic strategy that I use, but literally it is prayer and it's staying around 
positive people. You know, I, I mean, I have my, my best friend. She is one who will do exactly that. She will say, man, I get it. Like that, that's gotta be rough, but you know, and she'll totally reveal something that I did <laughs> that maybe contributed to that or something that I'm not doing that I said I was going, you know, she holds me accountable to who I am. My husband holds me accountable to who I am, my kid, you know, so you have to have those people in your life who, who are positive and they hold you accountable to who you said you are, to who you said you're going to be instead of, well, if I were you, I would, and the advice is no good. Like you don't need those people in your life because it's like, well, you're not me and you're telling me to do that because you want to see me (laughs) fall, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to, you just have to have a relationship with people who will keep pushing you forward, who get it, who get it, who can be with you in your humanity, but then Mm -hmm. who can push you forward to continue to be better than you were the day before. And, you know, I know that everybody who listens to this, you know, is is not going to be a Jesus follower. I get it. But for (laughs) me, for me, I don't know how I could make it through a day without him because even when I don't see his hand moving I know it is and then I look back and I'm like that's why I had that bad day because I needed to point back to you you know I always look back and I always can say if something didn't go the way that it was supposed to if I felt like something was delayed or I didn't come through the way I said I would or I had a goal or a checklist that I did and I and I didn't check everything off it's always for a reason. And I look back at that and God's timing is on it. His hand is on it. So I just, you know, again, I, I don't know how to define it because it sounds like I just wake up and do whatever, but that's not the truth. You know, that's not it. I'm very type A, you know, and how I approach things. <laughs> but God has taught me how to be a freer type A person. <laughs> Who lives on the edge. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for saying all of that. I feel that having a strong support system is something everyone can agree that that is necessary for sure. And this was a loving reminder to share with everyone to make sure you have that supportive, that support, that support system in place. It's so imperative for our growth and our, our health, overall health, you know, to have a great, loving, encouraging support system in place, like 100%. So it's, it's, it's great. Um, you know, like you, said, you have your husband, you have your best friend, you know, you have, obviously you have God, you know, but having people, you know, having the people on earth who are there to say like, hey, yeah, this is, this is what it is being able to hear you, share with you, encourage you, uplift you and say, okay, now, now let's, let's move this along. Like, what can we do from this? You know, yeah. and that's what, yeah. we, that's what we need. We need someone who, you know, who can wallow with us, but then also, okay, now we're done. Now, right. now, now what we're going to do, what are we going to do? You know? Um, so exactly. I know, I know for a fact that someone who's listening to this right now is like, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. And it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to change your, your group of people if they're not supportive, you know? Oh, so, 100%. 100. Oh, and then, oh. and the other piece with that is you also have to know your friends who you can talk to about what, like I have friends or, um, 
Yeah, I have friends that I know, okay, if I'm having an issue in this particular area, that's not really the area that I will bring up to them or that I'm going to wallow with them. You know what I mean? And it's Mm -hmm. not to say, well, you know, well, why, why aren't your friends, you know, across the board? No, like you you have to use some wisdom with that. Just like my husband, like there's something with my husband because I know he's, you know, he's the provider of our household. He's the main one bringing in the regular money in the household. Mm -hmm. So if I'm having an issue or a concern, or if I'm stressed out about something that relates to money or relates to um, something that might get him off focus, you know, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't think of an example, but I have to use wisdom because I don't want to burden him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not saying that I, I know I can talk to him about anything. That's my best friend. I can talk to him about anything, but I also, as a wife, use wisdom to know, okay, you know what? Hmm, I'm eventually going to get through this and get over this. So I really don't need to bother or burden him with this. I'm about to call my best friend and be like, look, here's, oh oh my gosh. Or I'm just going to keep it in prayer and say, okay, Lord, why am I having such a hard time with this? Help me through this. I don't want to bother him with that. What, what can I do? So it's like, you have to use wisdom to know, like when I was at work, my best friend, I wouldn't necessarily talk to her about some of those things because she didn't work in the same industry that I worked in. So Mm -hmm. her response to me would be like, well, yeah, but you don't understand all the other dynamics. I would rely on some of my friends who worked in my industry, who worked in student affairs with me, who understood the dynamic. So if that makes sense to your friends, like if you're a teacher and you're having some frustrations, there's only so much that your friends who aren't educators can relate to you on. So you may need that support system of people who work with you, they understand the dynamics. So you don't have to start at square one explaining mm-hmm. everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's another, another component of that too is yes, have your support system, mm-hmm. but then also use wisdom about mm-hmm. who you talk to about what yes. things. Yep. Because you want to make sure that you're sharing it in a way, but it's not adding a burden to them. It's not adding an extra burden to you because now you've gotten advice, you know, that didn't really help, you know, so just, just, you know, just, just using wisdom and how you communicate with that, with that network of people. Yeah, and thank you for passing on that wisdom to whoever needed it today. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. Is there anything, anything else you want to say or leave or whether you want to say it to those who are listening or say it to your ancestors who are listening anything else you want to share you know I I think there is I um when as I mentioned when we started when I got the topic I really you know I I made the joke with you I was like that t-shirt that people wear that they say I am my ancestors wildest dreams like I want to wear that shirt but I, if somebody were to ask me, well, what have you done? Like, how have you made them proud? I didn't know what that answer would be. And so Denise, you prompting me to think about these things has really touched me. And, you know, I thought about it and I'm like, my family is comprised of creatives, of educators, of ministers, of entrepreneurs. When I look back and I actually look at, you know, the professions that my family back to my, my great grandparents, 
back to what they had. I mean, my great grandfather owned a shoe owned a shoe repair store, a shoe a shoe shop. Um, my grandfather owned a party shop, or as we know it, a liquor store. But classy. <laughs> 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 my grandmother she taught school she was an educator my dad he um he sold he, he was an insurance salesman which is so funny because sidebar they always say that you marry a man that reminds you of your father so I didn't grow up with my dad I grew up with my grand my, my grandfather my grandparents raised me so I always thought that my husband actually reminded me a lot of my granddaddy, right? So I was like, yes, I married a man like my father. But my dad was always there, you know, for the special mm -hmm. occasions. Well, as an adult, we had the opportunity to kind of mend that relationship. And he was my dad again until he passed away. Wow. And so he, as I learned about him from our relationship as an adult, he sold insurance. My husband is in the insurance and final expense business. He was heavy in ministry. I mean, he traveled and, and preached and, you know, did these things. My husband is strong in ministry. Their philosophy about family and all these things, it's so, it's so much, you know? And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I did marry a man like my father, you know? So it, it just, that was just a total random sidebar. Anyway, so from him, I, that ministry piece, that passion for sharing the word of God and for living out the word of God, that is from my dad and my grandfather. Um, my mom, she taught art and she had her own dance studio for a while. I mean, all these things that I just, I started thinking back. And again, that first, that first Peter four scripture came back, all these gifts, all these, you know, experiences, all these things, even though I didn't personally do those things, it's in me. That's what was passed down to me. And they were creative enough with what they had and with what they were able to do to do extraordinary things. And they made a way for me to be creative enough to now create, you know, my, my grandmother wanted me to go to school, get a degree, use my degree. Well, I did that, but now I'm able to take it a step further and say, I'm going to use all of that and do mm -hmm. something different, do something yeah. that she didn't even know was possible, you know, and, and what that eventually looks like, I don't know, but I know she is so proud of where I am and what I've done, even though I haven't checked all the boxes that she laid out for me, you know, she's like, <laughs> no, you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> do this. This is what you're going to do. You know, I mean, I, I just, I, I really feel that, um, but having this opportunity to reflect on this, especially, you know, as we're recording this, it's February, you know, the, in Black History Month, everything kind of converging to this. It's just been such a blessing to me because now I feel like I can go buy the shirt. I can go yes. get that T-shirt and I can wear it proudly and I can say, I, Adrian, am my ancestor's wildest dream. Who would have thought somebody could sit here and have white participants in my class, that I could have mm -hmm. white families bringing their white kids to my cooking classes to learn mm -hmm. from me how to eat healthy, how to be, and be alongside other black kids, other Hispanic kids, other Asian kids in that same class. Like I just look back at the things that I've been able to do through this random thing called my life. And it is the dream that they had, it just may, 
look different than what they thought. And that's why when you ask the question, where do I see it? I don't want to put limits on it because I don't want to say this is how it's going to look because I know God is going to just blow it up. He's going to just do even more. So I just, I thank you for (laughs) allowing me the opportunity to do this because, you know, you, you just have no idea. This is, this is amazing. (laughs) You are so very welcome, Adrian. Thank you you for being on today i have enjoyed this so much um i i'm you know i i was even looking at the list of people who are going to be on the podcast this month most of the people i've never met before they and this is my first time hearing about them seeing their name hearing their voice having a conversation with them so i'm excited because i always love meeting new people who i connect with and yes. I definitely feel this beautiful connection between us. And yes. I am so thankful because I feel like I gained a new friend. And Absolutely. I'm so excited to continue having conversations with you, like offline, obviously, you know, but continue <laughs> having conversations with you and just seeing how life is going and being able to share, um, share life with each other. I'm really thankful Absolutely. for this. And that wasn't even the goal of this, you know, but knowing that, hey, exceedingly abundantly more than what we could ask or think that was literally what just happened (laughs) not putting the restrictions on it and look what i'm look what came about so yes oh so good oh my gosh thank you so much adrian this was such a beautiful conversation thank you for sharing your ancestors are so proud of you as you know and what's also a, a loving thing to think about is that the message you're leaving behind for those who are coming after you, how proud you're going to be of them, you know? So, yes. oh yes. my oh. gosh, this is Wow, so this was good. awesome. <laughs> so good, so good, so good. Thank you so much, Adrian. Thank and you. I thank everyone for tuning in today for another episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope this message was great for you today. And if you heard something that you felt really stood out, please share me with your friends and family. And make sure to subscribe so that way you never miss an episode. If you want to keep connecting, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Denise Marsh. Also check out my website, denisemarsh.net. I want to say thank you again for choosing you today. I hope you continue to take this journey with me. Have an amazing day. Until next time, everyone.